a week ago, a week ago right now, I was in day one of isolation. Yeah, if you're wondering why there was no podcast last week, uh, we were here, and about two hours or so before we were set to record it, someone, not me, got punted out of the building. I got sent home. It was like, be, I got sent home because, as it turns out, somebody who lives in my house, one of my gifted children... Someone in her classroom tested positive for the vid. So their whole classroom got sent home. And therefore, I was collateral damage when they found out here. Like, you go home too. Yeah, just by association. Which, again, just makes me stand more firm that uh, ditching kids is just a good idea. Not having them ever. Or just abandoning them. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's one solution. Yeah. If you had abandoned your child, we could have recorded this podcast a week ago. Oh, but God. instead, you got in their lives. Yeah. Instead, I tried to be a father. Yeah. Well, no. So as it turns out, um, she was negative. Right. Nobody in our house was sick. There are no symptoms. But for some reason, I went to COVID prison for three or four days. Yeah, you weren't allowed to come back here until you got negative test results, which was, you did, allegedly. Yeah, it was weird, though, getting kicked out of work. Like, you go, ne- go, go. It was like being fired, but not really being fired. Like, I drove home. It was very surreal because I was in traffic at a time of day. I'm not normally in traffic. It was, it was bizarre. And you did take a... Work chair with you. Took a chair. That's see. That's the differentiation. That's the different. Dif, uh, you know the word. Yeah, sure. When you get fired, HR doesn't stand there and let you take a chair. But I got fired light, so I got to take a chair. Yeah, and that, my laptop. That's fun. Yeah. Although it would have been funny, I still think if you'd gone around with a cardboard box full of your things and just looked sad. Yeah. Everyone would have been so confused. Carried a blaster on my shoulder playing Sarah McLaughlin. I will remember you. I will remember you. God. Missed opportunity. A long chair is a good time chair, but you're aware of that. It falls down to half the size so you can lay it flat. I can watch the world go by and live without a care. I've never had a bad time in my old long chair. It is the Lawn Chair Prophets. We are the Lawn Chair Prophets. We is the Lawn Chair Prophets. I'm Garner Andrews. That's Bryce Kelly sitting right over there. Uh, TV theme songs, Bryce. Are you old enough to remember, like there's quite an age gap between you and I, but are you old enough to remember a time when TV shows, they all had theme songs that had words? So oh, yes, you were completely up to speed. Like if you missed three or four episodes of something, you, you didn't have to think too hard about it because you knew from the song what the premise was. Yeah, they kind of give you the details of the show in the lyrics of the theme song. Yeah, I think the, the greatest example of all time is the song you think is the greatest TV theme song of all time. This is a perfect example. In West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground. Go, of Bryce, go. Most, most of my days. days. Chilling out, Max. Relaxing all cool. When I was shooting some b-ball outside of the school. Then what happened? A couple of guys. They were up to no good. Oh. Started making trouble in my neighborhood. Then what? I got in one little fight and my mom got scared. What did she do? She said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. Huh. Wow. That's easily the greatest. You just have to hear the first three words there, and that song is automatically in your head. In West Philadelphia. 
That's it. In West Philadelphia, born and raised. That's all you need. That The way you told that story was practically a documentary of your life, too. I felt like I was there. Yeah. So the greatest TV theme song of all time, that's you still heels dug in on that one, right? Yeah. I You'll be hard to convince me otherwise. Yeah. I don't know. There was... When we talked about this the other day... It the phone blew up, the text machine blew up. Everybody has a favorite TV theme song. I don't know what mine would be. Mine's kind of obscure. Like there's one song I really, really like. I don't even I bet you you don't even have it. But back in the day there was a travel show called Lonely Planet. This mm-hmm. would have been back in the nineties. Okay. And every week they'd just go to some weird far off land, but they wouldn't stay in nice hotels. They would just stay in hostels and that the theme music for that show, Lonely Planet, look that up sometime. Fantastic. Maybe we will look it up. Maybe we could look it up right now. I don't know. That's it. Oh, the didgeridoo. Yeah. Not enough TV theme songs have didgeridoo in them. Oh, this is the weirdo remix. There's some saxophone coming up. I don't know why I like this so much. It's like every week I thought, oh, I'm going on another adventure. Oh, that kind of, that was the sucky version. Oh. There's a better version. It's loaded with saxophone. So a number of years ago, like five, six years ago, I went and saw Roger Waters in concert. You were at that show too, right? I think so. Roger Waters from Pink Floyd. Mm -hmm. Perhaps you remember him. (laughs) I might have been in the show you were at. I did see him though. Yeah. So... I watched the concert. I was there with my wife. We, I got my mind blown by it. And I'm like, who is that guy on the saxophone? So I Googled his name when I got home. Ian Ritchie. He's the guy that wrote and performed that theme music for Lonely Planet. So wow. I just decided one day I looked him up online. This was that night when I got home from the Roger Waters show. Maybe I'd had a couple of cocktails, whatever. And I just sent him an email to his own personal website and was, hey, man, I just saw you with Roger Waters tonight. I want to say how much I love your theme song from Lonely Planet. He writes back and he goes, hey, thank you so much, Garn. Uh, By the way, Roger and I are going to, there's a jazz club here in town. They were going there the next night for some drinks after that show. And he's like, why don't you come join us for a couple of drinks? I didn't go join Roger Waters. No. (laughs) I thought, what am I going to say when I get there? I'm that nerdy guy that likes your theme music. Oh, hi, Roger. Yeah. Out of the way, Roger Waters. Yeah. So I never did go. Wow. What a... You're going to be spinning about that on your deathbed. Do you think so? Or is that just a really lame story? No, that's a good one. I think it's kind of lame, actually. It's a good one that could have been great. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a B plus, maybe. That could have been an A triple plus. It could have been. Yeah, can you imagine me shoving Roger Waters, the guy that wrote The Wall, yeah. out of the way so I can talk to the guy that wrote the theme music for a travel show nobody remembers? Yeah, shut up, Waters. We're talking Lonely <laughs> Planet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's probably one of my favorite theme songs. So many good ones, though. Uh, let me grab this. Hi. Hey, you're talking about the greatest theme song ever? Greatest TV theme song of all time is... The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. And you know what? They How long has Simpsons been on? 30? It's been on for 31 years, and that's the reason why, is because it's been on for 31 years, and they've never changed the theme song. I was just going to say, they never listened to the consultants when the consultants said, you know what? We need a fresh coat of paint on that theme song. They said, mm-mm. Yeah. No, I would agree with you. That's a fine theme song. 
Yeah, like, like, yeah, it's not on my iPod. Like, the Friends theme song might be on your iPod or Cheers or, you know what I mean? But uh, I'm just saying, uh, that one hasn't changed for 30 years. Yeah, that's a pretty solid theme song. It is a good sign that they've never changed it. The Simpsons. And that's all you get for lyrics, though. So That's all you need. It really is. The opening credits kind of tell a story. You see Homer rushing home from work, Marge rushing home from work, Bart rushing home from school. Uh, Marge is rushing home from the grocery store. Oh, that's right, where Maggie got scanned. That's right. right. Yeah, okay. Yes. How dumb of me. <laughs> How embarrassing. Uh, the Family Guy theme song, though, speaking of, you know, primetime cartoons, that's a solid one as well, isn't it? That's one I skip over now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't watch Family Guy anymore. Ooh. Oh, what up, happened? I gave up on that show. Really? You know what got ruined for me? Was You it? watched that stupid YouTube video, right? Which one? Well, where they compare and they show how every single episode is exactly the same. Oh, I think it was a South Park joke. Oh, was where it? They, where they joked about how a Family Guy episode's made. It just had something to do with like dolphins hitting balls out of water. Yeah. That had things written on them. And did that ruin it for you? Yeah, it kind of did. Oh. <laughs> South Park. The South Park theme song came in quite often. It did. And that's actually Les Claypool. From, from uh, Primus. From Primus. Who yeah. does that? Going down to South Park, gonna have myself a what? Time? Time. Yeah. I have friendly faces everywhere. <laughs> Humble folks without temptation. Is that what it is? I believe so. Hmm. Okay. Uh, what else do we have here? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm. Heroes on the Half Shell. Actually, that one's not bad. Yeah, it is. Married with Children. God, I hated that show. I hated that show. Is that the uh, the Bundys? Yeah. yeah. Love and Marriage, that one. Oh, yeah. Frank Sinatra. Uh, Seinfeld came in a lot. Can we grab another call here? Sure. Hello? I'm going to go with Sopranos. Oh, woke up this morning. Oh, so good. So got good. myself a gun. You know, it's weird. <laughs> I, was, I was out for a walk. Well, it was probably a year, year and a half. How old is Sopranos? Like 15 years? It's been off the air? Yeah, it's it's been a while. I can't believe it, actually. And I didn't even know that that was a song. Like, it was a song before it was a theme for Sopranos. I was out for a walk, and it popped up in just a random Spotify playlist. Yeah, yeah, and it's good. I like it. It is a good song. I woke up this morning and I got myself a gun. Mama always said I'd be the chosen one. Yeah. Yeah, what's your name? It's Jen. Jen was Sopranos the greatest show of all time? It, the greatest. Yeah, there the has, absolute greatest. There's been nothing that has replaced that? No, but that's what kind of started all those great shows. You yeah, know what like, I mean? like they set the stage for that. Yeah, they spent more time developing interesting characters as opposed to just going to the TV character filing cabinet and pulling out ready-made TV characters. Yeah, yeah, except for those kids. Oh, God, they were annoying. They sure were. <laughs> It's always weird when you find out the theme song for a TV show was a song before it was a theme song. Mm -hmm. like, it's like a lot of people discover, like I said to that person, I didn't even know that was an actual song before it became the theme for The Sopranos. No, probably a lot of people don't really like Friends would be another one. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's an actual song, isn't it? Uh, you know what else was an actual song? And the, it says a lot about the sorry state of 1970s music was 
the theme song from uh, Golden Girls. Thank oh. you for being a friend. That's a guy named Andrew Gold who wrote, he he had a few hits actually in the 1970s, but he also wrote one of the most depressing songs. The 1970s, music was, it was about being just nothing more than dust in the wind. <laughs> there was All By Myself, like the loneliest song ever. Cats in the Cradle, holy crap. Yeah, that's not exactly a pick-me-up. No, no. If if anybody ever says to you, uh, this song reminds me of my dad, you know that they don't have a great relationship when they're with their dad when they mention Cats in the Cradle <laughs> in that light. Uh, what is the other one? Oh, Shannon. There's a song from the 70s called Shannon about a dog dying. What were we doing in the 70s? Yeah. But back to Andrew Gold, the guy who wrote the theme song for uh, Golden Girls. He had another hit called Lonely Boy back in the 1970s, and it's not the Black Keys' Lonely Boy. It's about a kid who, he's got this loving mom and dad, and they just, oh my God, they just shower him with affection and care, and then they have a a little girl. He gets a baby sister, and now he feels neglected and alone, and the song is called Lonely Boy. Wow. Look that one up. Sounds fun. It's a real pick-me-up. I'll listen to it on a rainy day. No, don't. <laughs> Wait till the sun is shining, Bryce. You want to grab another call there, Bryce? Sure. Hello? See, to me, my favorite theme song, it goes for two reasons. Because I think a theme song really needs to set you up for the the show itself. And to me, the best one's ever done that is Suicide is Painless. Um, but is that, are there words in that? Like, that's the theme song from MASH. But the, yeah, the, the, on the show, it, 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 there's no words, but the real song has words. They just play it instrumental on the show. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, and to me, it just sets the tone for the show so well that I think that I, I don't know, I just love that. In case you don't know the music, it sounds like this. Okay. I, that's a show I could never get into. Really? No, I tried, but I just didn't get it. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, no, but I, I I like the themes. As a matter of fact, I think when I was in the uh, Moose Jaw Lions band, we actually played that piece of music. I don't think you could think of a better song to play as a band than that type of song. Well, except for there was the one time that we tried to pull off um, the Space Odyssey, the theme song. <laughs> I think yeah, you got to play the, the junior high band playing that where the uh, trumpets go a little Yeah, this is, um, this is us, 1978 Moose Jaw Lions B-Band. I never made the A-Band. I was just in the B-Band. Uh, this was one of our finest performances ever right here. I really do think that we, um, that was our competition band right there. We really, I, we had a sound dialed in. Yeah, you uh, you really onto something there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's shocking you're still not doing music to this day. 
professionally. I mean, I still dabble in it as a hobby, but I could be paying my bills with my music. Clearly. Clearly, yeah. Uh, greatest American Hero. That one think, came in a bunch. Do you think that that might be the clubhouse leader on greatest TV theme song ever? I was surprised at how much that one came in, uh, mostly because I don't really know it. I don't know well. the show either, and I'm way older than you. I'm from the demographic where that show would have been a thing on TV, but I did not watch it. I was probably too busy um, kissing girls. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> but I guess I could have been watching TV. What's but, that show called again? Uh, greatest American Hero. Yeah, that makes me think of what was that show where it was just like people hitting each other off of platforms? American Gladiator. Uh, uh, Remember that one? That's the show I think I keep confusing it with. Oh, no. Greatest American Hero was, it was like a, not a sitcom, but it was like an hour long drama. Yeah. It's but lighthearted drama. Like there was some laughs in it and that. It wasn't super heavy. Yeah, definitely not American Gladiator. Believe it or not. I'm walking on air. And you were introduced to that song the way a lot of people were, George Costanza. Yeah, the Seinfeld version, which is frankly better. Ooh, hot take. Yeah, the cover, better than the original. Yeah, believe it or not, George isn't at home. I can't remember the rest of the words. It's but... the answering machine message. Yeah. <laughs> believe it or not, George isn't at home. Please leave a message at the beep. I must be out before I pick up the phone. Where could I be? Believe it or not, I'm not home. That's the episode where he's avoiding the woman he wants to break up with, right? But he doesn't have the guts to break. Or no, he thinks he's going to get dumped. Yeah, and he has some function to go to. So he's screening for calls so he doesn't get dumped. So she can't break up with him. Yeah. Uh, ah, what a show. What a show. So many layers to that show. <laughs> uh, Gilligan's Island, that is the perfect example right there of the theme song that tells the story that we yeah. talked about earlier. Yeah, absolutely. Not as good as Fresh Prince, but it, no. similar similar style. i surprised nobody mentioned, when we were talking about this on the radio portion of this, We uh, not a single person mentioned the Hockey Night in Canada theme. Is that even a thing anymore? Not really. It's because th they made da, that mistake da, da. where they got rid of it, and then it was bought by TSN, and now, uh, now they have a different song, which is fine, but it's not the same. Is that the the one that was written by the guy from here? Yeah, we actually met him. We had him in on the show. Yeah, I think. Yeah, he's, well, he's, uh, I think he's a high school teacher. Yeah. It's and a he cool wrote story. the new theme song for Hockey Night in Canada, but it doesn't, I, I can't hum it to you right now. The other one's just so iconic. Sure is. Uh, WKRP, that's a show right there that had an opening theme and a closing theme. Two different songs. Mm. Fun fact. It's a lot of work. X-Files. Oh, okay. X-Files really did. Like they defined, they came up with a new sound for a TV theme song. And then everybody started ripping off that sound right around that time in the late 90s. Mid 90s, I mean. That's what they were. Trail They were. Uh, the Beverly Hillbillies, there's an oldie. Oh, yeah. That's another one of the, it, it tells the story, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one, then one day, he was shooting up at some, some food, and up through the ground came a bubbling crude. Oil, that is. Texas tea. Black <laughs> gold. Kinfolk said, Jed, move away from there. Uh, that's the very first song I ever learned to play on the banjo, by the way. Wow, good choice. Too bad I didn't bring my banjo with me. <laughs> Your all-time favorite show, though, Bryce Kelly. 
Corner Gas. Oh, jeez. Did that even have a theme song? Yeah. I've never I've never watched more than four seconds of that show. It's this, um, it, there's a line in the song about, in, in Saskatchewan, you can watch your dog run away for like four days or something oh, like geez. that. Oh, jeez. Even that makes me, I just hate that show so much. Wow. Are you even Canadian? We only got two chairs, but maybe if you ask nice, you can sit on Bryce's lap. It's the Lawn Chair Profits. Speaking of Canadian, we didn't just get to... Oh, that's uh, good. That was a good segue. That was good. That's what we call a segue. Yeah. Uh, But we went from talking about uh, TV theme songs that everyone loves to just a hot debate over what is the greatest Canadian song ever made. And your pick, which we'll get to in a few minutes here, divided the room. To say it was a controversial selection would be an understatement. But you know me. I'm a rebel bad boy who plays by his own rules. Yeah. And Pretty much. Sometimes I just like to see the world burn. I made but, a selection. I stand by it. And you know what? In your defense, I don't turn that song down either when it comes on the radio. No. I don't think it's the greatest Canadian song of all time, but I think it's a damn fine. It's a it's a wonderfully crafted piece of rock and roll music. It's meant to get you up and moving, and it does that. Yeah. If you go over, our country has a, a long history of... Really good musicians who have pumped out some really world-class jams, but none better in my eyes than this bad boy right here. It's not like you say sorry. Once not a different story. This time I'm mistaken for you breaking. See, I do that thing where I sing the last word of every song because I'm mm. not really, I don't really know what Chad Kruger is saying. I'm pretty sure, but... Anyway, that is a great song. And I think secretly that is the number one song that nobody turns down when it comes on the radio. Yeah. And that's why I'll go as far as to say it's the greatest Canadian song ever made. Everyone will be like, boo, Nickelback, barf, idiot. But in secret, they're like, oh my God, I think he's right. Yeah. That's the song you listen to at home. That's your pump-up jam when you have a cool apartment somewhere mm-hmm. and your trendy friends are coming over that night to drink craft beer and eat uh, vegan appetizers. That's the pump-up jam you listen to right before the hipsters show up. And uh, and then you hide it between <laughs> the mattress and the box spring. And if you're with a group of friends that you feel safe with, you're playing your playlist. Mm-hmm. You sneak that one in there and then act surprised when it plays. And you're like, oh, what? This song's stupid. How do you do? And then everyone looks around the room to see like what their reactions really are. Nobody dives for the remote. Yeah. You know, everybody's just sort of that slow head bob. If you're in a safe place, everyone starts going, this is how you remind me. Can you give me that clip again? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's not like you say sorry. Different story. This time I'm mistaken for letting you heart was breaking. Mm. Without those five words in my head, are we having fun yet? Yeah. Am I singing it right? I think so. I think you pretty much nailed it. Yeah. I uh, mean, your choice that you made for greatest Canadian song of all time. You probably hate this song. I don't hate it. I don't know anyone that hates it. Can I just set this song up and why I love it so much? Okay. Uh, First of all, Neil Young Mm -hmm. is a bloody genius. You think about this song. He was a freshly minted millionaire. He's like in his early 20s. He buys this massive ranch in Northern California like only a millionaire could. And he's up there for, and I might be 
embellishing a bit, but he's up there for, you know, the first time, whatever. And the guy who has lived on the ranch as the ranch hand, the hired hand on the ranch is showing Neil Young around for the very first time. And it's like, okay, this is over here. Like show. And Neil Young, even in his early twenties had the presence of mind, uh, the gratitude to realize how lucky he was that he was able to own this property. Meanwhile, the old man showing him around, he could only work there. It's a song about gratitude. It's a song about looking at somebody who looks nothing like you and going, you know what? We have something in common. Neil Young was in his 20s when he wrote that song? Well, 24 and there's so much more. Live alone in a paradise that makes me think of you. Oh my God. I just looked at the music video for this song. He looked 100 years old in the music video. <laughs> Which version were you watching? I don't know, but like... Neil Young was a handsome dude in the early 70s. Was he the oldest looking 24-year-old I've ever seen in my I life? I don't know. Hit us with a clip, though, Bryce. Oh, take a look at my life. I'm a lot like See, I'm a lot like you. I need someone to love me the whole day through. He's just looking for companionship like the old man is. Interesting. I Gratitude, didn't know that Bryce, it's about, you know... About looking at everybody around you and going, you know what? I got something in common with you. I got something in common with you. We all have something in common. That's a beautiful song. Interesting. I didn't know the backstory. I've probably completely misinterpreted what that song is about. <laughs> I suck at song lyrics, but that's that's what it says to me. And I think it's the greatest Canadian song ever. Wow. Yeah, I just got distracted by how old he looked, <laughs> even in the 70s. <laughs> I was watching a documentary the other night, and Neil Young was in it. It's called Echoes in the Canyon. You should watch that sometime. And uh, Neil Young is in there. And my wife even said something like, how long has he been old? And yes. that's a fairly new uh, documentary. Uh, yeah. Which one did you watch? So look at this one here. Look at how old he looks there. Well, I guess maybe not that old. That's, yeah, that would that's a BBC one or something like that, right? Huh. Does it say in the... No, it doesn't say. Uh, I think that was when he went to London. Man, oh man. He would have been in his mid-20s there. Yeah, Neil Young has just always looked old. Oh, yeah. We, uh, man, oh man, what else came in over and over again? Bare Naked Ladies? Did yes, this, uh, this came in a bunch. Oh, the animal wants a hood wink. Does it make you stop think? You'll think you're looking at Aquaman. I summon fish to the dish, although I like the shallots. Yes, I like the sushi, because it's never touch a frying pan. I like wasabi when I buy scribes. Speak like me and rhymes, rhymes because I'm, I'm all about, about values. Mm. Oh, that's the song that introduced me to gangster rap. That, you know what? And that's when we had to have you extracted from gangsta life <laughs> is because you went all in with the Crips. And as it turns out, the Bloods have better dental. They have uh, French immersion. So Ooh, we that's thought, nice. yeah, so that's why we had to extract you. Ugh. So uh, Chickadee China, the Chinese chicken, have a drumstick. Brain, brain stops ticking. Watching X-Files with, with no, no lights, lights on. on. Something line I don't understand. With Donna I hope this, Yeah, hope Smoking Man's in this one. Man, that's a fine song. Uh, best Canadian song ever. Eh. I'd be embarrassed if that was the best song to ever come out of this country. Ooh, hot take. <laughs> embarrassed? Really anything from that band, I'd be embarrassed uh, if that was the best we'd ever done. But, um, oh no, I would rather have that voted the greatest Canadian song of all time over uh, If I Had a Million Dollars. Oh, that's a much worse song. That's it. Yeah. I'm not going to say it's a terrible song, but yeah, One Week is a way better. One Week was their international hit. That's the one that broke them wide open. Yeah, yeah. and just got them on everyone's rap radar. And then remember that one time we were at that party and they... <laughs> in, oh, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. And uh, what's his name? 
uh, Stephen Page. Stephen Page, who uh, I it was it was bad casting, is what it was. <laughs> it was yeah. we were at this radio get together in Toronto. I don't know five or six years ago. It was several years ago. And it was the company that we work for had, they brought all their morning shows in. So we were all in this room and radio guys, God, are annoying as hell. Loud as all hell. As, except for Bryce and I. We're very quiet. Oh, yeah. Very I'm, reserved. Yeah. Quiet and humble as the day is long, I am. And there's like 200 radio people in the basement conference room in this downtown Toronto office building. And I think they were serving drinks. Oh my God, were they ever. So the drinks Everybody were flowing. hammered. Yeah. And next thing you know, Stephen Page from Bare Naked Ladies is standing at a microphone with an acoustic guitar. And he starts singing songs. And at one point, he snapped. <laughs> and I don't blame him. Because Ooh. he probably would have been hired... His people would have been like, Stephen, we got a gig for you. It's a bunch of radio people. They just really want to hear you play your new single, blah, 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 blah. He gets there, and it's like he interrupted a part. It would be like trying to do stand-up comedy in that kind of room. Yeah. Nobody's there for the entertainment. You're there to crack wise with your coworkers. Yeah, there would have been a lot of people with their back to him as he was performing, including maybe me. But, yeah, uh, not me, because I'm one of those people that gets really, really anxious and nervous. I was probably standing right in front of him with my fist balled up under my chin, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I know every word to this song. I just remember being like, is that the guy from Bare Naked Ladies? And then going back to your conversation. And then going back to a conversation, and then all of a sudden, yeah, him kind of losing it. Yeah. And coming down on everyone. For being rude. <laughs> but Stephen Page, if for some reason you're listening to this right now, uh, I would like to apologize on behalf of my coworkers. That was not the time nor the place to have that kind of entertainment. Wow. He, he was not at fault there. No, he wasn't. No. I just like to be able to say that I was at a thing where he yelled at us. <laughs> and I was there too. It was pretty surreal. Yeah. That's I one wanted of those to, life experiences I'm glad I have. I wanted to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they are a talented band, but I don't think they should be crowned the best at Best mm -hmm. song ever made in this country. Yeah. Uh, one that I could get behind outside of Nickelback would be this one. What you say about All his company is what you say about society. I think. Catch the mist. Catch the mist. Catch the mist. Oh, yeah. Oof. We were talking about that before, is that that goes back to that era where every single video was the guy singing into the microphone and clutching his headphones. Yeah, if you watch the music video for that song, it's them in studio and Getty Lee, yeah, hands on both of his cans. That's what, what we in the biz call Yeah, them. we call them cans. Both uh, of his cans and just singing with his eyes closed. Uh, that was another incident in Toronto. Remember that? When I ran into oh, Getty Lee. Oh, yes. You asked for a photo and they were I not didn't, into it. I did not oh, ask for a photo. You wanted one. And then someone's like, oh, I'll get you one. And it they was did the, it on your behalf. Yeah. She pushed me into the photo. And next thing you know, she's like, hey, Getty, this is Garner. Uh, can he get a photo? And Getty Lee just looked stunned. And it, we stood shoulder to shoulder. Nobody was touching each other. And it's the most awkward photo I've ever seen. I got to bust that out sometime. I cringe when I see it. Was Alex... Alex Lifeson was standing right behind him. He wasn't in the photo, though. No, but that's who I saw first. I'm standing there talking to somebody, and this was at another party. In, uh, it was in a hotel. Yeah, in the basement of a hotel. Yeah. And I looked over, and I'm like, is that Alex Lifeson from Rush? And she goes, oh, yeah, yeah, that's him. And I'm standing there just sort of mesmerized by Canadian guitar god royalty, 
And then I just sort of panned to the right. And I'm like, oh, that's Getty Lee. Yeah, two thirds of Rush were there. Yeah, standing right there. That was a good night. That was an interesting one. Yeah. I did not get in the photo. I was not offered the opportunity. But Would you have been in there, though, knowing the awkward tension? Would you have jumped into that photo? I think I was snapping a photo of someone taking a photo of you. Oh, do you but, have that photo? No, not anymore. Oh. That's long gone. But I do remember that, and I do remember it was awkward. Ooh. But that is easily, I would say, their best song, and one of top three greatest Canadian songs. I ever. would agree. Yeah, Tom Sawyer uh, from Rush if that was, you know, if that was the song we entered into an international song off, I would be quite proud of that song. The musicianship in that song is oh, yeah. high. It yeah. is good. Uh, this one came in a lot, and I'm not going to lie to you, I'd never heard of this one before. Huh? Four strong winds that blow Ian and Sylvia, Bryce? Yeah. Oh, I had no clue. Four strong winds. That song came out of this province. I had no idea. Never yeah. heard of it before. And I grew up in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, where they tend to like music like that. Yeah. Never heard of it before. Never even heard their names before. Ian and Sylvia? Tyson? Yeah. Whew. I have no clue. He ranches or has a ranch down at, is it Black Diamond? Just outside of Calgary? Just south of Calgary? Yeah. Never heard of that one before. But it came in a bunch. I think Bob Dylan covered that song. Yeah. Apparently it's been covered a bunch. Uh-huh. Never heard of it. Uh, this one, I think it was high on your list, too. It came in a lot as well. As the big freighters go, oh, it was God. bigger than and most. With a crew and good captain, well-seasoned. Oh, including some terms with a couple of steel firms when they left fully loaded for Cleveland. That song just sounds like the East Coast of Canada. It does. Well, it's the twang in his voice yeah. when he sings like this. He's not from Eastern Canada, though. No, but he sure sounds like it there. That is an amazing song, and that is a song. Here's something. Is this interesting or boring? There's no chorus in that song. No, there's not. It's six minutes of just story. Yeah. The Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. That's a solid song. And did I just read or hear something about that? He, I know he wrote that song one night in Toronto. He was living in Toronto. And there was some major hurricane blowing in, a storm blowing in, and he just sort of banged that out on paper. And then when they went to record it, it was one take, live off the floor. That, really? All six minutes of that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the internet lied to me. But what I read hmm. was they did that all in one take. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that one's high on the list. And, and it's you, hard to argue against. Again, age difference between you and I, I get that. But you had never heard that song before? I had heard it, but I wasn't. I wouldn't be able to rip rattle off bars like you just did. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I was going through when I was getting that clip, I was like, where's the chorus in this song? There is no chorus. And I kept looking, like, and then I realized, oh, okay, no. Nope. Just like Bob Dylan, no <laughs> choruses. No. No. It is good, it's a classic, it is a very Canadian sounding song, uh, just like this one is. He was a skater boy, she said, see you later boy, he wasn't good enough for her. That's early 2000s? Yeah. Is, it, is, is that junior high, Bryce? I think it was. Yeah. Ooh, I had a thing for Avril Lavigne. She just turned 36. She's dead. You know that that's not the real Avril Lavigne, That's right? my favorite myth of all time is that Avril Lavigne died early, like around the time that song would have come out. So they hired died. a substitute Avril Lavigne, they a lookalike, look to play the role of Avril Lavigne so they could stay still rake in the cash. Yeah. Look it up. It's an actual online conspiracy that Avril Lavigne died years ago. Do you know, do you think that Avril Lavigne is aware of the fact that there's a conspiracy that she's not really Avril Lavigne? I think she has addressed it before. 
Is she, she willing did, to take a DNA test? I think she just laughed it off, which is exactly what an imposter, an imposter would, do. would do. This mm. would be compelling television. <laughs> like I'm thinking 12 part miniseries, hour long episodes, so 48 minutes. 48 minute episodes with Avril Lavigne proving that she is in fact Avril Lavigne. Interesting. And maybe you go to her mother and you get um, Avril's. I don't know, baby hair from her old hairbrush mm-hmm. and you do a day and DNA comparison with current Avril Lavigne and see, oh, man, yes. can you imagine the cliffhanger? <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out on the next episode. If you are in fact, Avril Lavigne, what if we got too close to the truth and all of a sudden we disappear? Yeah. And she also had Lyme disease not long ago, allegedly. Oh, that's one thing people who have lived through Lyme disease love to hear. When you go, <laughs> alleged, when you give them the dismissive, allegedly. Well, now that I'm doubting her existence, oh, I'll cast oh, doubt okay. over her Lyme disease. But yeah. apparently she had Lyme disease a few years ago and almost died. We've talked about that in the past too, how Lyme disease does need a new name, right? Yeah, it sounds a lot more uh, sounds refreshing. refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, Apparently it's not. Uh, other songs that came in a lot, we obviously had Summer 69 came in a bunch. Yeah. Wheat Kings by the Tragically Hit oh. came in a bunch. Uh, Life is a Highway. Nope. Tom Cochran came in a lot. Uh, but I think we can all agree now, having gone through the big ones, that no one else came in a bunch. What? I think it was a joke, but it got a lot of support. Oh, I think you don't you put it in your mouth. Uh uh-uh. uh. Tell you ask someone you love. Just wait till this beat comes in. Who's the beat? I need to know who that vocalist is because stunning. And why would they go with beat? They could have gone with treat, like a muffin or a treat. (laughs) That would have made more sense. And also like the little puppet they brought in, it does not look like a beat. It's horrifying, whatever that is. It looks like a turd on a stick, but just the the vocals. (laughs) Man, you could get sick. Ick. Real quick. Ick. <laughs> Sick. Real quick. Oh, that's one of those things I wonder if people in other countries have ever seen and then just makes them think twice about Canada. I guarantee you every country has one of those. Man, that thing is rough. Every single one. You look back, even the, the YouTube clips of it, man, that thing is terrible. Thanks for listening to the Lawn Chair Profits with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Theme by Garner Andrews. Guests of the Lawn Chair Profits enjoy catering by that weird dude down the hall. He smells.